Are we there yet? Are we here? Okay, I think we are. Good afternoon, or good morning, or potentially good evening uh, for that special listener. Um, This is the White Collar Goon, and this is the Angels in Politics broadcast. And I just want to thank you, honestly, from the depths of my heart and soul that you are taking time out of your day, or maybe you're not taking time. Maybe this is just background noise, static music for you. But it, nevertheless, I am still glad that you're here. Moreover, I'm glad that you're listening, like keenly um, listening and maybe attempting to implement or integrate whatever it is that I am speaking about, whatever content that I have, whatever vignette I might lay upon you and uh, apply it to your daily lives. Whatever, uh, Take whatever I'm saying with a grain of salt, of course. I am not by any means a person who is a know-it-all or end-all be-all or alpha and omega but um nothing like this so today we're going to talk about um an article or vignette that was expressed um on vignettes from an artist and it's an older or it's not really that old it came out in january and it was a a think piece entitled uh, ego tripping and we're gonna really uh talk more so about the male ego so before i get into that i want to preface this by looking at this article that i saw on the elitedaily.com from a young woman by the name of lauren martin shout out to you so if you really um hopefully you can feel that energy that i'm expressing to you through the universe and hopefully you can take that and run with it homegirl run with it um it's it starts off by saying you know women get a bad rap you know they always have or she's talking from her perspective we always have we're sensitive insecure high maintenance we're moody confusing and never happy um but the worst part of it all however is that the people who tell us this are usually guilty of the same things Okay, so the title of this whole uh, article that she wrote is why the male ego is basically a 14 year old girl. So what is the male ego? Uh, The male ego is (laughs) I would like to to talk about it. And I think the male ego is just something that's that is our driving force. This is how we think. This is how we operate. It's our basic um in the, in the world of a computer that would this would be our hardware this would be the cpu where whereas the the monitors the screen that you see and, and you know you have the keyboard and keypad and that's just the different functionalities of us of a human but um i would say the the, the ego could be like yeah the processing unit <laughs> that's what we are that that's what drives us and uh, uh Believe it or not, there's a lot of men, like a lot of guys who internally, intrinsically uh, to the core of themselves aren't that strong or aren't that confident or don't feel that um, or don't feel as valued as they portray themselves to be. So they look for that uh, value. They look for that confidence to be built. They look for that um pacifier uh and i don't mean the pacifier that you have as a baby but they 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 look for somebody to 
acquiesce or concede to their opinion to make them feel better about themselves through women, through the women that they're dating, um, marrying, uh, engaged to these, these types of things. So <clears throat> before I get into my article, um, just a few highlights that, uh, this woman, uh, Miss Martin speaks to is that he misinterprets the smallest things like a 14 year old girl. He keeps everything in instead of saying how they normally feel, they will pout and tiptoe around the issue. They soak in their room. They make passive aggressive comments for the ladies who are listening. Do you know that person? Um, the man might claim that no one understands him. How many times have you heard that from a person, right? Um, here's a good one. He needs to be told that he's beautiful. Now, of course, you know, I don't think guys want to walk around and say hey, they want to be heard or want to be told that they're beautiful. But, you know, guys or a lot of men have. Um, <laughs> how can I say this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, confidence issues based on how they look physically and their aesthetics. Right. Every guy isn't some uh, Fabio uh, kind of Denzel Washington uh, swimsuit male model kind of guy. Right. That's, you know, on the scale of, you know, 80, 20 on the Pareto's principle. That's not going to be the average guy. That's not going to be 80 percent of men either. Right. So um, and not to say you have to look like that to be deemed handsome, but um depending on the woman who you're dating or the woman who you're courting or the woman that you are with, um, believe it or not, a lot of women have to be that positive reinforcer in the male's life and relationship because nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, he might appear to be confident or he might appear to have it together, but he likes it when you say these things, you know, uh, he wants to be assured by his woman that they aren't like forcing themselves. It's not an agonizing attempt to uh, engage in any type of physical or intimate behavior with them because they're so horrid and horrendous and their aesthetics are completely unbecoming. Right. So um, another thing that she mentions that he feels disadvantaged. Um, he's fragile. Right. So she notes they act so macho when it comes to tough love. Um, but when it comes to tough love, they crumble, you know, they think they're strong. And while they may have pure physical strength, right? Because us men, we like to go to the gym. We like to lift weights. We want to build things for you. We want to fix things around the house. We want to be able to, you know, uh, have the brute strength. But um, emotionally, there's just as fragile as a 14 year old girl you know they're more likely to break down or yell at you as something that's clearly not where the problem lies right because they're always ready to misinterpret everything um the last portions she points out or notes are they can dish it out but they can't take it um she says that uh, men can say some pretty mean things but if you give it back to them they won't talk to you for a week, <laughs> right? Or men, men can say some things about your body and about your look, or he might critique you, or he might say, Hey, you know, your female friends or your sister or your whoever looks pretty and she looks attractive. And why can't you be like her? But if you as a woman, if you, your girlfriend, the girlfriend or the wife or the 
the whoever that you're dating tells that guy that, hey, you know, your buddy's pretty attractive, too. Or, you know, I, 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 I'm kind of giving your 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 brother the eye. I'm kind of giving your, you know, your friend that you bring over. He's pretty hot, too. Like if you told that to a guy nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, a lot of guys won't take that too well just because. They're, they're not used to that they're they're not as confident and they're not as strong in themselves or they don't have that strong of a foundation or they're still holding on to what we call the male ego and the male ego is very much a fickle creature and um you know that's just something that i've i've come to learn and i've come to find out that as i've gotten older i don't think i've I don't think I experienced as much of the problems or as much of the issues, but everything that has been said uh, in this article can apply to me. And it definitely has at a point in time. So it is very true. So we'll talk about this further in part two. Are we there yet? Are we popping? Are we here? All right. So. We're going to continue with the concept on the male ego. And um, I mentioned this prior to you um, on the first episode that, you know, uh, men are dealing with a lot of insecurities, um, more insecurities than we lead on to. Right. Um, I guess it is common knowledge that whenever you see <laughs> romantic films or romance movies books rom-coms romantic comedies things of this nature um they're predicated upon the woman's narrative of her falling in love or her being the one who is going through the emotional fluctuations and uh she invariably is i don't know love stricken and heartbroken and uh, has the you know the dips the ups and downs and it's just only the woman who is really the one who might get the short end of the stick or probably gets you know the stereotypical or the archetypal love ending meaning that she's happy and the man chooses her or the relationship goes well and she gets the ring and they go off and live happily ever after as if like that is the only way relationships are go or those are the dynamics of the relationships and that's not the case right so because even if that is the case i mean which it normally isn't they're not really talking about like how these people interact with, e with each other when the carriage finally goes off into the sunset when the when when the 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 love music is all over and the violin stop playing and you know the whole charade with the ball gown and the pearls and the 
you know, the guy in the tuxedo finally takes off this tuxedo and the dress is all off. And what what is the normal day look like? What what is the day to day interaction? What does that entail? What does that encompass when whenever she doesn't have the full face of makeup and he's not in his double breasted, you know, blazer with with the, the shiny shoes and his hair slicked back and you know and he's posing for a picture on on a you know, I don't know velvet carpet like what is the what is the true dynamics of these relationships and um a lot of it is is is, is it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of balance of emotions and people have to be both parties have to be fully involved in more more so in invested in making each other happy right so there there should be a balance of selflessness in in the relationship because if the woman is keen on the guy and the guy is let's say more more keen on himself than she than he is on the woman then what you're going to have is a one-sided relationship or if a woman is you know she fancies herself more though more so than the than the guy that she's dating then from there you have the pampering the the princess the the queen the the boss lady like you have that person who is is truly running the show and she knows she's running the show like and, she, and, and that's how you have one-sided relationships some guys are into that you know some women are into that some women are really are 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 almost you know brought up thinking that that's how their relationship is going to be like hey i'm going to really be into this guy and you know he's still going to do his thing and he's still going to be quite standoffish or a bit you know distant but you know as long as he loves me and as long as as long as he comes home and as long as he's paying the bills you know like i think i can get through it that type of thing um but more so i want i want to really speak to the ego because the ego is what drives our behavior, our mm, our mindset, it it really dictates who we are as individuals. So let's get into that uh, part three of this podcast. Will will actually read the text from the white collar goon, and it is entitled "Ego Tripping." Okay, we are back and we're on White Color Goon and this is the Angels in Politics broadcast. All right, so Ego Trippin posted on January 14th, 2018. Um, this was conveyed and um, created by uh, the White Color Goon and I'm just the conduit. I'm just the expressionist. I am just the medium in which you can, uh, in which uh, the energy and information is being transferred to you all right so here we are once again this is a tremendous piece that one can analyze from sun up to sundown we as men are constantly battling with ourselves on an intrinsic level because we want to be the end all be all with our woman it seems to me that most men lack the self-confidence and self-esteem to fully comprehend the difficult position it puts women in when we want to know their sexual history. 
on one hand, if she wants the relationship to work and progress in an organic way, she should want to be transparent and honest with her partner. On the flip side of that coin, she knows for a fact that if she reveals the God's honest truth about her sexual encounters, she is very well aware that this could ultimately damage her partner's confidence and the way he views her. Um, well, that's deep. It's almost as if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Uh, not too many men are comfortable enough in their skin to hear from their wife or girlfriend's own mouth how she's received sexual pleasure and satisfaction from a man that's not him. Um, we are somewhat simple-minded and gullible in a way. We think that we are the only person who has had unprotected sex with her. We think we are the only person that can make her moan and bring her to orgasm. We believe those sexual faces she makes and those incredible moves she does in the bed are only for us and no one else. <laughs> and the sad reality is many men attempt to block out the fact that prior to meeting your girlfriend or your wife, she had a full, full is in all capital letters. She had a full life before you, right? So she had her own experiences and nine times, out, nine times out of 10, she has done everything. Everything is in all caps. Everything with you to her previous boyfriends, probably dating back to high school. So sorry, guys. News flash, you aren't the only penis she's had in her mouth or she's had her mouth on and she's probably engaged in a few sexual acts that you will never know about. Never know about is in all capital letters and I must underline that. Okay. She's probably engaged in a few sexual acts that you will never know about because that's just how it goes. You know, we as men want to have our cake and we want to eat it, too. We desire multiple sex partners, sometimes at the same time. But conversely, conversely, if you heard your woman vocalize how she has those same desires and has actually acted upon them. You will probably never, never is in all capital letters. Look at her the same way. This is a very true sentiment that women face. And I am starting to realize why so many women between the ages of. Let's just say 20 and the mid 30s, upper 30s, never really talk openly about sex in public, especially with other men around. They are aware that <laughs> they are fully aware that they will be judged and their sexuality can be misconstrued and taken as vulgar or unbecoming when in all actuality, she is none of those things. I mean, she is none of those things. She just wants to 
protect her image because she knows that the majority of men can't handle it. All right. Most young guys can't imagine or simply, and this is in all capital letters, don't want to imagine their woman being sexually satisfied by another man because it would ruin their pride and destroy their ego. This is all about a male's ego and we need to get rid of that. Do you remember the the times or the saying when they would say, um, you know, you want the truth, you just can't handle the truth? They're talking about the male's ego. They're talking about the male's ego. Like 90% of men can't handle the truth and they would rather you lie to them. They would rather you lie to them or they just rather you not talk about it. White color gun. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. We're there. All right, so this is Ego Trippin'. Um, of course, an episode by the Angels and Politics broadcast. And this is just going to be the wrapping up of this, um, or the conclusion of this piece. So just to really, like, drive this home, um, or really I just want to open this up for discussion because this is going to be a topic or this is a topic that maybe some women, uh, might know very, very well. And I talk about this before, like in some of my previous work. So really look out for like the, um, the integration or the repurposing of a lot of material that you might see or have read from my medium or, you know, the blog, because um, in a novella called Junior Higher, the middle school, the middle school, the middle school story, not the medical story, <laughs> the middle school story or the hopeless or. But did you dot 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 come like on these stories? I have a lot or these novellas. I have a lot of um, information, I would say on extensive information i would say on some of these topics and i guess i call it the unfairness or the dichotomy um when as it pertains to sexuality and sexual politics because we will talk a lot about that and uh politics is anything that you're you know doing or anytime that you engage with people you're engaging in politics and it's any interaction social interaction work interaction uh physical interaction these these are politics um so i, I talk about sexual politics is because um the interaction that we have amongst um both sexes men and women um it it, it can it varies from where you are you know geographically and and you know maybe they will try to say the time period when in which you grew up you know uh, the politics were different amongst the sexes in the 1920s than it is in the 2020s probably but um i think inherently whether you were back in the caveman days or whether you were in medieval times or if you were in um the traditional uh Chinese dynasties of thousands of years ago, anytime that you had men and women together interacting amongst each other, 
you had the same issues or the same uh, battles, the same uh, interactions that we have today. And because that, that deals with how we think, how our cognitive functionalities uh, play into our behavior and our conduct and our decorum and how we compose ourselves um, uh, around you know, women as men or how, or how women compose and predicate their behavior around men whenever they see men. Right. So there's a lot of times that women are one way amongst other women and, and guys are one way around the guys. And then you put them all, put them all in a room together and it's not the same way. Like <laughs> those girls aren't the same way. And the, those guys aren't the same way either. It's because you know, you don't have to, it's, it's not a scientific thing. I mean, we can break it down to a science, but really it's, it's just the, it is just the undeniable fact of life of how the opposites attract, how men and women do uh, dictate how we, we, we do things and how we feel about things and how we express ourselves. And there's a ton of nuances in our behavior as men, um, that changes up and varies as we get around women, especially particularly if we want to impress this woman or if we have strong feelings for, you know, you know, women, then we, we do different things. And, Conversely, that's the same way with with men or with women when it pertains to men. So with this. Uh, with this article or with this vignette, you know, you have you have the unfairness uh, as it pertains to women and their sexual inclinations, because I mentioned you're damned if you do, if you're damned, if you don't. Um, women want the relationship to work they know that you like them um and if you ask them questions like hey tell me about your time you know before me or tell me about you know the things you think about tell me about your 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 sexual history uh, a lot of times a lot of times men aren't aren't ready for it for those answers and um I think women are smart enough, <laughs> um, are intuitive enough at, at an early age to realize that this doesn't get them that far if they're dealing with a certain kind of guy. And I don't want to say just a type B guy, type C guy, or just whatever guy they have, but even somebody who might claim that they're type A, if you really tell them the truth and based on how you're telling them, you know, <laughs> if you lay it all out there, these guys could be, you know, uncomfortable. These guys could be upset. You know, that could really be the one of the indicators of how of what kind of guy you have as a woman. If you can talk to him openly about who you are and express your sexuality to him and he doesn't feel offended or feel uh, emasculated. That's a good word to, to, to describe it. Or he doesn't feel inferior because you've participated or engaged in more sexual acts than he has or has had more sexual partners than he has or has had more sexual experience than he has. Right. So women are aware of that. And a lot of times they don't 
tell you the truth right they won't tell you what what has really gone down in their past whether it was 10 years ago whether it was five months ago whether it was you know uh, a year ago and she only had one boyfriend in her life and it was just with that one boyfriend that she did everything with but she's not gonna really fully divulge or going into details on what transpired because well one you know it, it doesn't some guys will say it doesn't matter but two it, it might matter for a guy because uh if you were to hear it or if you were to know he will probably have a different opinion of you he'll probably look at you in a different light uh especially if you i want i want to highlight this especially if you've engaged in things that he hasn't done right that's how he feels inferior that's how he feels lost that's how he feels um emasculated because he feels that he can't provide you or be the man in this situation the man being the leader or being uh in the position of power particularly in the realm of sex if this woman has you know been there done that <laughs> enjoy that you know anticipated that knew what the outcome was you know and that type of thing so like a lot of guys aren't aren't ready for that type of thing and whenever you hear this myth and the myth that you hear is that you know guys want a good girl and you know guys are looking for the good girl and guys marry the good girl and guys only date the good girl i don't really know what that means but what they're really trying to say by quotation marks good girl because all girls can be good and all girls can be um i guess whatever non-good is or you know difficult or contentious or a difficult whatever whatever not good is but or opens i guess that's what they mean by good girl but really what they what they're really talking about is they they want the girl who um evidently doesn't express her desires in a way physically with other men to the point that whenever they dated them you know whoever the guy is whoever whoever the the lucky woman is to date this guy they say they have a good girl because she didn't go out to the parties or she didn't go out to the clubs or she didn't wear revealing clothes and really this means nothing because you can go out to a party go out to a club and wear revealing clothes and that doesn't have anything to do with your sexual behavior but that perception is if you did all those things and you most likely engage in intercourse with a lot of guys because that's what guys look for or guys see those kind of girls as the hot attractive archetypal quintessential girls that you know men approach men go after you know that that's the thing so when they say i want a good girl they want the opposite of that they wanted the quiet girl the one who wasn't sociable the one who wasn't on social media the one who didn't go to the parties the one who wasn't in the city, you know, at the, you know, top floor penthouse, you know, champagne and, and wine gatherings and going to concerts and flying overseas. They wanted the girl who was from a small town, who was conservative, whatever that means. They wanted the girl who had uh, who, who worked in the library. They wanted the girl who uh, didn't didn't wear revealing clothing. They wanted the girl. And, and mind you, all of this has nothing to do with somebody's sexuality. Uh, a woman can come from a farm. She can have 10 brothers and sisters. She could go to church three times a week. She could have worked at the library. She could have been a, 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 
an engineering and technology and science major in school. She could have been on the debate team. She could have been, uh, you know, any of these things that I'm naming are, I guess, archetypally or based on what you have as far as your parameters can be good things. But on top of all that, she could be very active with men sexually. Right. And the woman who was from what I've come to realize in my life, and I'm not, you know, uh, some somebody who's the know it all. But from my personal perspective, I've seen the women who are wearing the see through uh, top and has her breasts revealed and work behind the, the bar and they dance at the clubs and they are the women that you see on social media sites, you know, scantily clad. These are the women <laughs> a lot of the times who haven't had that many boyfriends or interactions or engagements with men. Right. So it's it's really a farce kind of whenever you see the presentation of a lot of women, because the reason why they are that way, the club girls, dancer girls, bartenders, you know, these types of nightlife, uh, short skirt, these types of women convey the image to be that way, but that has nothing. There's, there's no truth in, 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 in that, um, narrative or in that ideology, like these women are going to be more sexually inclined to go to bed with you than the woman who wears a turtleneck and who lives at home with her parents in in the in a farm in Nebraska you know like as as if you know there there are two different types of women no they're not you know it's all about how you how comfortable you are as a man and how you can kind of look past or through the superficial materialistic um exterior <laughs> or externalities or the external factors that you see in in the world and not really be aware of the truth.